This is the story of America's bloodiest prison, told by the people who lived it, both inside and outside its gates. The brutal history as you've never heard it before, from its origin as a slave plantation to its gradual growth as the bloodiest maximum security prison in America. To those outside its gates, is known as Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola. But to those who have spent time inside its gates, it's known as Bloody Angola. Come with us as we take you through the gates and give you a first-hand look at not only the stories of the stabbings, rapes, executions, escapes, and murders you won't find on any TV show or the internet, but also the murders, abductions, attacks, and hostage situations of the staff and their families, otherwise known by the convicts as free people. Bloody Angola is a comprehensive, no-hold-barred podcast that takes you on a journey through time from its inception as a slave plantation to America's largest maximum security prison, where 80% of its population will die inside the wire. Get mentally prepared. Sit back and listen as we cover these stories in detail in ways that you've never heard before from people that lived it, breathed it, and died with it. Bloody Angola. Warning, Bloody Angola is a podcast covering actual events and is intended for mature audiences. The subject matter discussed in no way reflects the personal opinions of the host or sponsors of this podcast. Thank you. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Bloody Angola, a podcast 142 years in the making. The complete story of America's bloodiest prison. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. Today, we are going to give you some awesome highlights of season one, as most of you know. Uh, Season one just wrapped up. We did our eight episodes, and Woody Everton, it was more than I ever thought it could be. Crazy. Stupid crazy. (laughs) Blessed. From episode one, the walls all the way down to death threat, uh, that audience just kept coming. Kept coming, and really want to thank each and every one of you listeners and our sponsors who... It couldn't happen without, right? Absolutely and not. And y'all, we know uh, there's a lot of commercials, but yeah, this isn't free. And it's ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a business as much as we love to tell the stories and everything else. So we want to thank each one of y'all, our Chase team members we came up with, because 
at y'all's request from the people who didn't like the commercials. And they got the first bonus episode Yes, our girl Kelly Jennings. A lot of you have just loved Kelly, and she did several episodes that we released in our regular series of Bloody Angola, Death Threat, as well as Inside the Wire. But she also did an episode that only Chase team members will ever hear. And and it's really funny. I mean, it had me in stitches. Oh, it was serious, too, but funny. I do want to do want to touch on what Woody just said with the commercials, and we read those those ratings and stuff and everybody's loving the show. We're so blessed to hear those good things. But the, one of the reasons we created that Patreon chase team was due to the fact that we wanted to give an option for those that maybe weren't crazy about the commercials. There's a few in there, Uh, but the reason for that, and I want y'all to understand this, the reason that we had more than maybe what you would normally have is we were dying to give these local businesses a chance to kind of get there out there on a national scale. Right. There was heart involved in what we did. And, and uh, so that's why maybe there's a little more than some people might care for, but Hey, Chase teams. And you get the early release and bonus episodes, which we're about to today after we record this, we're going to lay out the juiciest uh, unit, hardcore Sean Vincent Gillis. Yeah. Which Jim, the historian, came up with stuff that I didn't even know about. It's only going to be released to Chase Team members. That will be on the 19th of September. It'll be locked up forever. you got to be a Chase Team member to get it. And the reason for that primarily, folks, is this is so bad. So bad. If we were to release this to the general public, they would probably pull it. That's right. Yeah. So we uh, have to do that. A lot of people would be turned off by the hardcoreness of it because we're going to describe the crimes and um not to sensationalize it but telling the truth correct everything that's out there but it is a hell of a story so look for that gillis uncut and and if you want to become a chase team member it's ten dollars a month go to patreon.com type in bloody and gold i know jim yeah i'm gonna link it to this episode that you're watching now as well on our facebook page it's on our facebook page uh, it's it's everywhere, and yeah. we're also going to provide a link to the video version of this podcast. Uh, you can just go down, click on that link, and it'll bring you right to the page. Oh, and it, uh, by the way, I know you most of y'all don't listen, but a lot of you have watched it us on YouTube. Yes, it's been another huge success for us. So, thank you for that. Crazy, crazy numbers, crazy blessed, and I think that we were very successful. And we'll talk about these shows in a second, but we told you we're going to bring you everything that's different. Uh, you know, each week would be something, a different angle. And I think we succeeded in that and really hope y'all enjoyed. And I hope you have a better mental picture, of not only the history, but what Angola is actually like inside the wire. Just to touch on that YouTube version of what we do, it, it requires a little more work. And what, what we try to do with that is, is put faces with names. Mm-hmm. I know with the Brent Miller series, for example, right. that we did three-part series. If you ain't heard it, check it out. But we supplied a bunch of pictures of not only Brent Miller, but of the Angola 3 so yeah. that you could follow along. But not only that, all the way back to the walls, you, you put in pictures of you know the things that we were talking about. Yes. So it's almost like a movie, y'all. Uh, uh, and, but the best part, my favorite part, is the, the opening video that you did. Oh, yeah. Avatar opening song, but he's got all the... The little trailer. Oh, my, yeah. yeah, that's that's fire. I actually 
sit in my bar almost every night and have to turn it on and watch it and I just grin in ear, ear to ear. Yeah, I sing that song almost every morning. <laughs> Whatever. It's in my head. It's, it's a hook. All the, the songs that I've had, it's, 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 it's up there. Let's get to it. We're going to do a recap of the season, but then we're going to tell y'all a little short story of what's going on in Angola and what just came down really this week. I mean, it's been in process for a little while, but yeah, let's get with it. We'll start with our first one which is the walls. The walls covered Angola before it was Angola. That's right. And it was fire. And uh, I didn't know. I mean, I really didn't. I, I mean, and I lived like two blocks from where the original location was at one point. I didn't know it was there. And I didn't know that all that went on, the the convict leasing and, you know, the, the conditions and everything. So just go back and listen to it if you haven't because of the history Jim came up went on there. I talked to people who've been in Louisiana, even involved in Angola their whole life, working out there as correctional officers, and they didn't know about it. It was an episode where, and this is where I love doing my research, because I learned things I didn't know about the walls. Knew it existed, uh, did not realize why it closed. You know, they talked about the Civil War in it, right. how cannonballs right. were going right. over the walls. Landing and they were like, the prison yard. oh, yeah. shit, we got to move the prisoners. Right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it was a fire episode. I think it really set the pace for bloody Angola. We wanted something really coming out of the gate that just lit people up. The walls, I think, did that. It did. And then you backed it up with more excellent research in the Hill Street game. (sighs) A little bit tougher, but you know what? It's all true, people. And all true and the conditions and, and them slicing their heels and everything. Again, go back and listen to it. But and try to put you, I always try to put myself in the mindset, even if I'm reading a book, I try to put myself in there like mentally. Yeah. Holy shit, the Hill Street gang, you a bad dude. Even though you slice one, but you slice two. two. And then, but you know what? They did get some of the reforms brought around, but it brought uh, the independent investigation and everything from the whipping post to the hot boxes. It's just a wealth of information. All true. We're certainly not throwing shade on shade on Angola or anybody else. We were just telling the story. What I took out of that and my takeaway was that nurse oh, that yeah, right. uh, they called the angel. Right. I was unfamiliar with her. You had mentioned yeah, you were for, right. had a little familiarity with her, but I was unfamiliar. And so my takeaway from that episode was you can find good in any bad situation. Right. She was the good. She eventually exposed it. Right. And wow. Even under the threat of prosecution, yeah. they tried to bribe her and everything else. Yes. We rolled into one that gives me God bumps right now. And I'd heard about it my entire life from my mama um, about Brent Miller and Jim, again, did all the research and everything. But we, uh, and well, watched. we both, we, yeah, yeah, your we, mama, yeah, my mama, this with that one. Right about that. Uh, but even we were watching all these documentaries, and, and yeah. it, it was never about Brent Miller, it was about the Angola Three. And I think three out of the four documentaries didn't even say Brent Miller's name. No. So, the, it was a three-part series, the best series I've ever done in, in podcasting. It was uh, very emotional, very hardcore, uh, um, 
but it's all true, y'all. Number one, I could I could tell how important it was to Woody personally. Yeah. And one day he came to the studio. He had his mom on the phone. And I could tell it was important to her personally. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, that created a big responsibility to do everything I could for my side to pull my weight and uh, and really make that series shine. I'm like you, Woody, probably the best uh, series of podcasting I've ever done. Yeah, by far, just, uh, just I was honored. Honor yeah, yeah, yeah. to do it. And, and, and Brent Miller, you're not forgotten. And it, oh, the, the day we dropped the first Brent Miller episode, Albert Woodfox, the last of the angle of three, died the died, same y'all. day. I do not believe that's a coincidence. Yeah, that was uh, an absolute shock. I actually had someone text me the day that it dropped, and they had screenshotted the article yeah. of Albert Woodfox dying, and they said, wow, what are the chances of this? Right, and again, in all those articles, maybe one mentioned Brent Miller by name. They yeah. never said he's part of the Angola 3. They just said he died. Yeah. Not they brutally murdered and were found guilty numerous times uh, that they brutally murdered Brent. And if and so we were both honored just to put a, a light on who that guy was, how amazing he was, yeah. and I'll tell you what, it was such a light that you may uh, may or may not be surprised it had over a hundred thousand views and downloads of yeah. that podcast and, and series. It's amazing, and rest in peace, Brent Miller. So after a heavy series like that, and you need something positive and, and maybe a little bit funny after that, and so we did that with Rulebook, right? Yeah. We wanted something a little lighter. We had to have it. I take away from that when we were doing one of the episodes with Kelly, and yeah. she was like, to start talk about the Rulebook, and I said, I said, hey, we did an episode on that. She was like, hell, that's great. <laughs> I, I, I don't, nobody knows that the, you have a Rulebook when you get there, and Jim's like, yeah, yeah the, the things that they have to put in, and I was like, yeah, rape. Rape is bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, Yeah. So you can't have sex with your celly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And and everything else from, um, so really more of a lighthearted, but in what we're hoping to do, the overall painting of bloody Angola, you have to understand that the rule book is a real deal for correctional officers and inmates. And that's their Bible. Yeah, and every everybody is given that uh, at the check-in. When you check yeah. in and, and go and, in the and, reception and, center. Yeah, and if you can't read, they have somebody read it for you. You just put your mark on the paper if you can't write. That's right. That's so. right. So from there, we went to Inside the Wire, and we introduced you to a, a good friend of both me and Woody's uh, personality plus. I don't know how we could even describe her, Woody. She is a, a force. Yeah, yeah. pistol. Miss Kelly Jennings. Yeah, and and we had such rave reviews. I mean, everything from one person put, hey, I'd like to buy that girl a beer, right? That's right. And uh, the stories were fire. But on um, Inside the Wire, Kelly was not only a classification officer inside Angola, sometimes she was a tour guide, and, uh, and she had to give tours to people. So we wanted to paint the picture of what it's like inside the wire, which, first of all, it's huge. 18,000 acres the size of Manhattan. But when she's telling you, you literally, most people get out and walk into their office, you know, you're literally driving from miles and miles and miles in between locations where she had to work every day. But she right. got to describe the camps and, and dormitories and tiers and mess hall and the walkways and everything else. And I, she did and of course she's funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, and she is indeed. She 
great, great, great episode. And, you know, one one thing that we wanted to paint with that was uh, give you the perspective of Angola from someone else's eyes that had actually been there. For those that haven't heard the episode, uh, Kelly Jennings was a classification officer in Angola. She worked there for a long time. And so we were giving you the perspective of someone other than Woody that had actually worked at Angola and done things. Right. And the classification officer is different from a correction officer and what they do. It doesn't matter what crime you commit to get in the prison is how you act in the prison. It determines where you live. And they classification officers not only help evaluate and put the convicts or inmates in the right place, but they do everything from uh, she's a notary, right? Yeah. Jim was like, hey, hey, I got something in the <laughs> notary. She's right. like, no, it's institutional. And uh, uh, in, Inter-institutional, but everything. But she had to make rounds. She was face-to-face with inmates every single day. Uh, And she did a phenomenal job of painting what what it's like inside the wire. Yeah, and so after we were done with that episode, she was starting to get up. We're like, where are you going? You got got several more left. You're not leaving. You got too much in that that brain up there we want to pull out. So we decided – to get her to tell us a few stories. She did do an episode, as we mentioned earlier, for Patreon, but she also did one we released for everybody called Death Threat. That's right. And so one of the things I said to her, uh, we were talking about it ahead of time, and she had you know a lot of stories. Well, guess what? Anybody that works inside of Bloody Angola has got stories because it's crazy shit that goes on in there. <laughs> so the when the inside the wire was more about painting the picture, the, the Patreon episode, I mean, the Chase Team episode, holy shit. That's really really a great story. You listen to it if you can. But the death threat is a very real story that happened to her. Uh, um, And it just goes, it goes inside the wire. We were painting more of the picture of the overall thing. But the one thing we didn't talk about is the evil that lives inside Angola, right? In death threat. You get a taste of the face of evil. Yeah, you really do. And she she does a great job of putting it out there for you. And from a female's perspective. Right, right. Look, it's, you know, me, Woody, we're guys. When guys interact with guys, it's a totally different interaction than a female with a male. And so I found it personally interesting to get that female perspective. Absolutely. And, and back to the Chase Team episode, we're, some of us, it's not, I'm sure it wasn't funny to her at the time, <laughs> but uh, some of the things that she describes that, you know, happened to her because she basically was a female walking down these tiers. And y'all, the tiers, the cell blocks that she had to go visit, the people that are living in the cell blocks, they're living there because they fucked something up. And it has to be fighting with weapons or rape or drugs, not just regular fist fighting, serious offenses that, that you can't, you're such a fuck up. You can't even live in a regular dormitory with the rest of the murders, right? You're still, you come, you go to prison cause you're a fuck up to begin with. And then you get inside of prison and you fuck up even more. So yeah. they have to have a place to put you. And, That's right. Yeah. So, uh, great, great episode. Thank you, Kelly Jennings. We had, Mad response, and I promise y'all we'll have her back on again. Yeah, we've uh, we've already told her she she's gonna uh, be at least a once a season. Once if a not, season. if yeah. not, we'll probably do like a bonus episode and a regular episode with right, her every right, season. Right. So, uh, great stuff, great great stuff. So again, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. In just a few weeks, DraftKings Sportsbook will be live in Ohio. Right now, all new customers will receive $200 in free bets when you sign up today using code SWING. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-589-9966. 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per new customer. $200 issued as $825 free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstakes. Void where prohibited. Ends first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Ohio. See terms and official rules at DKNG.co slash OH. Uh, it didn't take long. It, um, within the first two episodes, we were having requests uh, from people, not only for um, bonus episodes, and but they wanted commercial-free episodes. And so we came up with the chase team and started. It took a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, we had to you plan know, it out. Yeah. We planned it out. Uh, chase team, we named it. The chase team. There is a real chase team right. at Angola that's very elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're probably going to do an episode on that in the future. Oh, definitely. Definitely. The chase team is, is like most prestigious job you can have yeah. uh, at, at Angola uh, or in, pretty much in any prison. And they're badasses. And they have it down to science. But so that that's an affectionate term that we name or subscribers because uh, um, y'all are badasses. You are badasses, and you help them make this this dog and pony show run right. That's right. And so we came out, and before we recorded the first episode, you got commercial free, yep. early releases, which is people like that. People every week we're like, oh, when's the next episode? When it's next week, but they pay, you know, subscribe, you get it early. With that being said, and we're going to do this every time we get new Chase team members, because you take the time to support us, and this is one of the little paybacks we can give you. Christine Hernandez. Christine Hernandez is from California. She's an OG lifer for Real Life Real Crime, and she's a Dream Team moderator for my crew page. But, oh, and she runs the book club uh, on um well, that's another thing we'll start through real life of crime, but uh, it's called Book and Book Club. But she runs that, she's phenomenal. She, she's always backed us, and she loves Bloody Angola. Christina, thank you, sweetie. We love you. Thank you so much. And t- Tara Knees Pitcher, another huge lifer, cow. Well, I won't go into that acronym. <laughs> uh, I actually Ooh. had the pleasure of being the MC at the Mardi Gras ball in Baton Rouge this year, and Tara Knees Pitcher was the queen. Oh. So I emceed the whole ball and everything, but uh, her and her husband, super cool people. The thank you, Tara Nees, picture for supporting us. Thank you so much, Tara. And next we have, and please forgive me if I mispronounce your last name, but I'm going to do my best, Scott Grizzafi. Scott Grizzafi, I think. Yeah, Scott. If we got Scott to, G. Hey, Scott G. <laughs> How, Scott G, send us a message to let us know what nationality that is because I'm – I love to do names, even though I have OCD block and I can't remember names. But I, I'm curious. Uh, so it's G-R-E-Z-A-F-F-I. Thank you so much for taking the time to support us and being a Chase team member. Yes, thank you, Scott. Uh, Chelsea Holden. 
Thank you for che- so much for Chelsea, support. We really, really appreciate you. Um, I hope you're enjoying your benefits, sweetie. And there's a few on here. They don't have last names, so uh, some of them we can make it out because of their email. But uh, Stephanie McCoy, thank S- you. Stephanie, you are awesome. You rock, and we, we appreciate you being a Chase, Chase team member. Hold on, sister, because the Sean Vincent Gillis episode is coming September 19th. That's right. Thank you, Stephanie. Dana Deviney. Dana, you rock. And, uh, again, thank you for supporting us. Chase team member of Patreon. Hope you're enjoying your early releases and all your benefits. Terry Huff, shout out. Terry, what's going on? Thank you so much for supporting us. And hope you enjoyed the first bonus episode. Because I, yeah. I keep thinking about it. Uh, Kelly oh, is just going off, right? Yep, yep. Jennifer Mead. Jennifer Mead, you know we love you, and we know you always support us, and we thank you so much for it. You're awesome. Sally Martinez. Sally. Oh, Sally. That girl. Look, we're showing our age now. Yeah, Back know, right? our oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all probably know what that is. <laughs> Sally, thank you so much, and we hope you're enjoying it, sweetie. Damon Carroll. Damon's always supported us and uh and and everything liked us and shared and Damon, thank you for being a Chase team member. We, we love you. Amy Fadal. Another huge supporter. And uh Amy, thank you. We hope you're enjoying your benefits. You rock. Tina Johnson. Miss Tina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. And again, I hope you're enjoying it. And then Tina, and we don't have your last name, but you know who you are. Thank you so much. Tina, you rock. I really, really appreciate you. Linda Amond. Miss Linda, you are amazing. I hope you're enjoying it. And then Randy Meyer. Randy, thank you, brother. We really do appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying everything. Thanks for being a Chase team member. And we love to see some of you guys on here because, you know, we we have a lot of female listeners. Right. and yeah. so, True crime, just uh, by demographic, the majority, for whatever reason, is female. It's, I've always been a true crime guy. You've yeah, always yeah, been a true crime yeah. guy. It's, so we like to see some guys the, jump the, in there. And, you know, the um, true crime genre is like 89% female. Yeah. And then we do our live shows, and you see how the guys are in the crowd. They're either there to support their wives or, or they're, they're – not afraid of knitting. That That's they right. Love true crime. That's so, right. Randy, thank you. Kim Duvall. Now I know who you are, sister. Uh, that is the wife of Captain Duvall, who donates to the local. Yes, Duvall's and, Cajun and, Charter. And she is a pistol, and we love her. Uh, uh, you know, Captain Duvall was career law enforcement also. So, Kim, thank you for supporting us. We really do appreciate you. Alvin Kane, and I know Alvin Kane personally, a world famous, he'll, he'll get a, a laugh out of this, a world famous realtor uh, here in Livingston Parish. And Alvin is a character. And I thank you so much for listening. He sent me some messages on uh, Facebook just a few days ago and just loving it, loving it. Got hooked on Bloody Angola and became a Chase team member. So thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Alvin, we love you, loving it. Thank you. Michelle Poche, good old Cajun name right there. That's right. The P-O-C-H-E for you. I bet she's from South Louisiana. I guarantee it. Michelle, you rock. Thank you so much. We hope you're enjoying all your benefits and hold on for the Sean Vincent Gillis episode. Yeah, Amber Morrow, thank you. Amber, you are amazing. Thank you. Hope Again, 
when I keep saying I hope y'all enjoy your benefits, I really mean that. Yes. Okay? That not only the early release commercial free, but the, the I you got to go listen to the first episode with with Kelly Jennings, the first one we locked up. But holy smokes, the Sean Vincent Gillis one is going to be like in totally different world. It's going to be amazing. Uh, y'all are going to love it. Brandy Naps, Miss Brandy, thank you so 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 much, Brandy. I don't know if you're related to. Uh, Captain Brian Naps or not, but the, uh, maybe it's spelled differently. But if you are, shoot us a message. We'd like to talk to you about that. But if you're not, we love you anyway. Brielle Callahan. That's a that's a, another good probably yeah South Louisiana yeah. deal. I yeah, mean Spencer Callahan was my roommate in college. It's we, the one we to see. Brother, Call three eight seven two three two three. My kids know I laugh about it every time, right? But Miss um, Callahan, thank you so much. We love you. Blake Abear, and now that's definitely that sounds like a South Lafouche that, name that's the to me. Hebert. Yeah, yeah. Blake, you rock. Stay tuned. I guess this next week, Sean Vincent Gillis episode coming on top of your early releases. Blake, thank you. Thank you so much. And this this next young lady I know as well. This is Miss Michelle Lewis. Uh, she's from Central, and they own a towing company out there in Central. And she messaged me and was telling me how much she enjoyed listening to Bloody Angola. And uh, another one that just, you got Netflix and chill, and you got Bloody Angola and chill. Yeah, and she's been Bloody Angola and chilling. That's love. And uh, the next thing I know, she shows up as a Chase team member. So thank you, Michelle. Love you much. I appreciate you. Michelle, that's awesome. We love you, and we hope you enjoy it. So, y'all, that's it for the updates on the chase team for today. Yes. Um, but we love and appreciate each and every one. Look, if you can't be a chase team member, shit, these are hard times. And I get that. And Jim gets that. Uh, um, but we're going to continue to grow and, and, and we're going to continue to lock up episodes and we're going to do some special yeah. things too. I think as the seasons go along and, and maybe add some tears to that and, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and all of that good stuff. We're, um, but we do. We appreciate We're still the babies right now, y'all, in the chase team infancy, if you will. Um, but we're glad to give it to you, and thank you so much for supporting us. And with that, we want to end with a little bit of a story today. That's right. Uh, um, and this is kind of crazy, and we're going to skip around on it. But under Louisiana law, when you get locked up as a kid or a juvenile, they don't even call it prison. They call it detention centers, Right. Um, and the, when you go to court and trial, they don't even call it, they don't even call it court. They call it something else. I can't remember what it is right now, but there's a lot of rules. Yeah, I mean, you locked up as a kid. Uh, um, well, like I was a supervisor at Florida Parish Juvenile Detention Center. Okay. And y'all, this is not for stealing candy and shit. This is not a hug a thug program. These are, <laughs> these are badasses, rapists, murderers, armed robbers, shit like that. Uh, so, in the state of Louisiana, if you get locked up as a kid, you're not even supposed to be, be seen by an adult inmate, right, or convict, or whatever you want to call them, or heard by them. anything that that the law clearly defines. You get locked up as a kid. We're going to protect you. They lock them. They don't put them in two man cells. They lock them in one cell room. Uh, they make them go to school and stuff like that. Uh, uh, but they have no contact even with each other. So, but they, they've been bucking up. It's been a real bad problem at the, um, 
It's the Bridge City. Juvenile yeah, Correctional Center. So I'm sorry, but not only Bridge City, but Bridge City was one. Uh, let's talk about that in a sec. But held the, the escapes and everything. Uh, um, Jetson. One that, that, yep, Jetson. The, the, but that's after they've been sentenced. The ones that are being locked up waiting on trial, too, that – the the bad one Baton Rouge have been escaping and rioting. I mean, shit. The you got to think about the adults in Angola that are there for fucking up so bad. The they've been doing that their whole life, right? The these kids that get locked up in, in these places, a lot of them. I'm be honest, some of them I would see them years later and they were good to go, right? And they thanked me or whatever. Some of them I arrested for murder as adults, right? And yeah. it's you know, but. You talk about you want to act out bad in Angola. Holy shit! What do you think these these teenagers who aren't fully mentally developed yet do? Yeah, a bunch of badasses. Yeah, yeah, they really are, and they have been having major problems with these kids acting up. Everything from escape attempts, acts of violence, breaking things, uh, they, uh, rioting, and everything. They uh, even took some guards, uh, correctional officers, hostage, and, and stuff like that. So what is it? State of Louisiana decided today. <laughs> well, they say here's what we're gonna we're gonna do. We're gonna take these the ones that act up, uh, have constant write ups, those sorts of things, especially for violent violent acts inside of these facilities, these youth facilities, and we're gonna we're gonna bring them to Angola, Angola, bloody Angola. Now, not being the law, how it is defined, they can't even be seen by an adult inmate or whatever, y'all, they're taking them to Angola and they're going to house them in the old death row. How about that? Isn't that crazy? And so, which is right inside the main gates. You listen to Kelly Jennings tell uh, that story, but it's right inside the main gates, which I never got, but it's moved now. Yeah. I mean, like, shit, if you, you know, you're going to escape, right? I mean, you're right oh, yeah. there by the front gate. Uh, but... They're locking them up in Angola. They're locking them up. In in the old death row. I mean, I don't know how in the hell you figure they're not going to violate the law about being seen by inmates, whatever. Guess who? Well, I guess they can clean their own own cell block and all that. But at some point, they're going to have to go to an infirmary, right? Well, the infirmary is run by inmates. And and I don't know what they're going to do about feeding them. I guess they're going to feed them in their cells. Teens from across Louisiana's youth jails can end up at a new high-security lockup on the grounds of the state penitentiary in Angola. A state official told a U.S. judge Wednesday a wider pool of youth inmates than officials had previously disclosed. State leaders said in July that only half of roughly 50 teens currently held at the Bridge City for youth outside New Orleans would be moved to Angola. The announcement followed a string of high-profile escapes and violent incidents inside the aging state lockup for use in Jefferson Parish. But in a federal courtroom Wednesday, State Office of Juvenile Justice Assistant Secretary Otha Curtis Nelson said any young person inside the agency's secure care facilities who shows aggressive behavior, breaking things, acts of violence, escape attempts, they could face transfer to what officials have called the Bridge City Center for Youth at West Feliciana. Y'all, that's another word for bloody (laughs) angle. That's exactly right. (laughs) So when we look at our classification system, any child classified as a high-risk youth statewide could be moved to this facility, Nelson told U.S. District Judge Shelley Dick. This will be 
a self-contained and secure campus. His remarks came in the second day of hearings over a lawsuit filed last month in a federal court by a cohort of civil rights attorneys aiming to halt unusual plan. In the wake of dozens of escapes, riots, violence, outbursts, and clashes between youth and guards in multiple state-run juvenile facilities, Nelson paid in a plan as a way to concentrate the system's most problematic youth in one place, a transitional treatment unit not unlike a facility in St. Martinville Parish that has drawn the scrutiny from advocates. When the young offenders move into the building at Angola, a former death row site and reception center, they will sleep and perform personal hygiene in single-person cells, Otha said. Youth justice advocates have raised concerns that children moved to the Angola facility will face more time in solitary confinement, a practice that has been linked to higher rates of suicide, experts say, in which the Louisiana legislature curtailed in the most recent legislative session. The youth will not be living in solitary confinement, Nelson argued, because they will not they will do nothing but sleep and perform personal hygiene in the one person cells. Under questioning from the plaintiffs, Nelson also revealed a timeline for how long the children might remain in Angola. They will live there until renovations are finished at OJJ's facility at Swanson Monroe which sustained damage in a massive riot several years ago. But Nelson said he was uncertain when exactly those renovations would be completed. Governor John Bell Edwards initially described the plan to move youth to Angola as a last-ditch solution to an increasingly dire conditions within the Bridge City facility, saying in July that the Angola's unit's entire population will be made up of roughly two dozen children from Bridge City. State officials have said the use will be moved on or after September the 15th. Coming up. So teens moved to Angola will live inside the building that once held the penitentiary's death row. The building near the entrance to the sprawling penal colony, the nation's biggest maximum security prison and former slave plantation, has also been used as a reception center. It most recently held women inmates relocated after the state's woman prison sustained flood damage in the Great Floods of 2016. Advocates have voiced a swath of concerns in the weeks since Everett's announced the plan, ranging from legal, like a federal law which bars youth from being locked up within sight or earshot of adults, to the practical. There are persistent questions about how quickly OJJ officials can staff a new youth facility, experts have said. On the witness stand, a former youth justice official who toured the Angola site for several hours last week said he was concerned by rust and dirt he observed in the building's kitchen, by the likelihood that youth won't have access to enough space for recreation, that the single-person cells that they will live in do not provide enough privacy, and also pose suicide risk. The adult Department of Correction Guards called in for the emergency, could use force on the youth, and that the building won't be sufficiently staffed by the time the kids are moved there, assuming this happens on or soon after September the 15th. We're talking months to be able to get the staff humming there, said Vinny Schiraldi, formerly a youth correction director in Washington, D.C., and later a director of Rikers Island in New York City. A third day of testimony is set for Thursday. Y'all, it's freaking crazy. Now, I get it. The The culture, uh, um, especially, 
young people, you know, they don't respect life and everything anymore. And you heard about the riots and all the shit. They burned one of them down basically in Monroe. Uh, um, they got to put them somewhere. But holy shit. I mean, bloody Angola. Yeah. That's I mean, and when they're talking about the correction officers from Angola having to respond, Oh, they're going to buck up and they're going to, but who's, who you're not going to have a juvenile SWAT team there. See what right. I'm saying? It's going to be the SWAT team from Angola who are going to go in there and guess what? If they throw in hands, they're going to get dealt with. And, <laughs> and I mean, it's the way it is. They're about to grow up real quick. And, is, and a, a lot of them, and I'm making light of it, uh, but like I told you earlier, a lot of them I dealt with as adults after I dealt with juveniles, a lot of them would be living already on the grounds where they're going to die at. Yeah. I mean, because they're going to get get back out and, and continue to gangbang or rape or murder or do whatever. But I, I still think it's crazy as fuck that they're going to put them in and Angola. Yeah. So please, uh, after you, after you listen to this episode, go to the Facebook page at bloody Angola. Give us your thoughts on that. We obviously, we post all our episodes on the, on the Facebook page with a link to the podcast. And so give us your thoughts under there on whether you agree, disagree. And we'd like to read y'all's opinions of yeah, what yeah. you think about I, that. I, I think, I just think it's so interesting. I'd love to hear your, uh, your viewpoint. And don't think I'm not saying that all kids are bad and can't be reformed or don't make dumb mistakes. I get that they can grow up mentally, but a lot of them can't. And I just I, I have a feeling it's going to be a real shit show. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a Louisiana classic fuck up. I can promise you that. I, I they, have no doubt. Yeah, and then getting it staffed. Holy shit, they can't even staff Angola. Uh, yeah, what are they gonna do? Yeah, but getting a, a juvenile correctional officer who's making less than an Angola officer. I don't get it. But not bloody Angola. Well, I got one that could still possibly go. The rest of mine are, just have to go to. Angola or the women's prison. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, very interesting. And so check that out before we wrap up the wrap up show. We've had a lot of people and, and wow, it's love. And we, we love it that you, that you write those messages and you saw that season one was coming to an end and you're like, Oh my gosh, when's it coming? Yeah. Next? yeah when's it coming next? Look sooner than you think. That's right. Uh, we're, Next week, which I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but the next episode you hear from us is going to be right after this one a week later. So we're not stopping. We're pressing on the gas and we're just keeping going. So no worries. Woody, do we have some stuff for season two coming? Man, we do. We do. And um, it's all all be different stories. But I think the season one format worked. I think that um, we're going to do some history stuff, but more violence in it. I mean, it's actual history stories of things that have happened. Um, there's certainly an episode we want to do, unfortunately, on, under another brutal murder of a correctional officer and what happened on that. Uh, and uh, just, it'll always be different. It'll always be interesting, and you'll be getting the straight-up truth. That's right. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. The host of Bloody Angola. The complete story of America's bloodiest prison. A podcast 142 years in the making. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Monday. Oh, <laughs>